0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: Jack. And Jay Noon.
0: And we're going to be having a discussion about the the Alt Expo coming up this Saturday in Manchester. Or the two of you are going to be having a discussion. I'm going to mostly sit here and try not to die of whatever sickness I happen to have. So, (laughs) sorry in advance if I get either of you ill. But, uh, so, you founded the Alt Expo, correct? That's right. So, can you describe what it is? Yeah, well, you
2: know, just a little bit of preview, and I'll keep it short, but I was one of the first um, organizers or volunteers to organize the first Liberty Forum in 2007, so that goes back to 2006 as a volunteer, and uh, I have long been of this theory that we need to be promoting all kinds of alternatives to the state and build a better society instead of getting in there.
1: So hold, let me stop you right here, sure. Jack. Um, first, uh, maybe we should tell the audience, because not every, just because they're listening to Free Talk Live doesn't mean to know what Liberty Forum is or oh, where it right, came right. from. So Liberty Forum is like the winter indoor festival, the uh, winter pork fest, essentially. It's a, it's like a, a more of a formal um like um convention of libertarian speakers and promoters and like 2007 was like one of the really epic ones that like ron paul came is that correct correct
2: yeah well actually the the lead speaker was um john stossel
1: oh right right yep
2: and uh yeah so it's the free state projects winter event i I think the way they kind of look at it is like some people like camping and some people like events in hotels you know some some people don't want to be out there with the uh, bugs and weeds and stuff
1: it's hard to go camping in new hampshire in february oh yeah of course (laughs) you got to be rugged and uh so anyways you you, you'd started alt expo in 2007 yeah what happened
2: was we got a little uh, segment on the liberty forum um agenda to talk about alternatives to the state so we had a one hour segment 15 minutes each for four speakers and then they kind of uh they canceled our segment because they didn't like the speakers. The organizer did, Irina. So we just said, okay, well, we'll just do something upstairs. And from then on, Alt Expo um, kind of brought all the different things that people were talking about other than politics. Right. So, I mean, the first event, we had um, people that were doing a libertarian newspaper, we had uh, a thing about spy chips, about the uh, RFID chips. Uh, we had a whole range of things. I can't even remember because that was eleven years ago.
1: And, and for years, I mean, when 12. I first, I th- I, I my first Pork Fest, I met you. You had Alt Expo tent set up, and then uh, I actually, when I met you, I walked in on it. Was a uh, does autism? Does vaccine cause autism? Actually, is my very first Alt Expo um, debate. It was a debate. Debate, I think, between um, uh, might have been. Brett Vinat and somebody else. I can't exactly remember, but you know, that was like I don't know, two thousand eight ish or something. And uh and that was pretty interesting. I remember you had your USB power or USB charger thing that you put on, on a, next to a kettle of water or or something you were showing me, and you had all these cool gizmos. It was, it was like some of the first... It was like it was like all this stuff that would I've only seen in Sharper Image magazine. Every, I don't know who brought it off. It was your stuff. But there was some really neat gear there that, that you were showing off.
2: I, I've even forgotten some of that, because that's what people do, is they bring the, the latest things. That's what we want to try to encourage. I mean, because one of our uh, ways to get freer is through technologies. And, you know, we could go on and on about that, so...
1: And that's what Alt Expo is about, all the alternatives to freedom, uh, because there's a lot of energy being put into the political side of freedom, but you wanted to bring that energy to the realistic side, like stuff people can do every day exactly, in their lives. Exactly. And and a
2: whole bunch of people that do move to New Hampshire, that's that's what their real interest is anyway. So we're not creating the market, we're just trying to serve that market, really.
1: With with the information. And the information's always been uh pretty epic. Uh you know, so I've I've learned So many great things. Actually, your Alt Expo has kind of uh, encouraged me over the years to to go forward with my man camp uh, idea that I've been...
2: Perfect, yeah. You know,
1: and implementing slowly and and working on and building. And I really hope that this summer I'm able to do an actual six-week, you know, uh, man camp homeschool program uh, out of my house.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the homeschooling is... They're one of my heroes in the alternatives movement in that they're people that have gone ahead and... Tried to solve their problem, the current problem with the state, which is, hey, I don't want uh, my kids to be indoctrinated at the public schools. So you have to put forth a lot of extra effort to homeschool. You know, usually uh, the mom usually gives up her job even. And uh, but what what might be missing in a situation like that is like a shop class, and you you jump in and you fill that role perfectly.
1: Right, right, and and that's what you know, man camps essentially meant to be is like because that was I went to public school and and my favorite uh, is. Class curriculum was shop class,
2: and yeah, I, and I, I did well at it. I, I took electrical shop, so way, way back then, and I took drafting too, so drafting was considered shop.
1: Which which is a good skill. That really helps because if you wanted, well, you know, I've watched you draw out electrical diagrams, and, you know, having those drafting skills uh, certainly helps for, you know, the planning and being, you know, somewhat efficient about whatever you're going to build, whether it's a house or a chicken coop or anything.
2: Yeah, I think I've drawn pictures uh, since I was a kid, and so when I got introduced to uh, actual formal engineering drawing in in, uh,
0: high school, I can't remember what year. See, uh, we didn't have anything cool like that when I was in high school. We had some computer classes, and that was it. It was all about just English, math, and history.
1: Yeah, all about academia, and uh, not everybody's an academic.
0: We did, I mean, because this was Mississippi, we did have an ag class and things like that, but only like six students semester attended it
1: yeah. oh, okay
2: I hate to say about the computer thing oh, I'm sorry my high school was before they invented computers <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well computers have been good
2: to me well
1: so. a lot of the uh, computer science money um, from what I understand in the public school system essentially uh, came f- you know they cut like you know the shop class and, and things like that at, at least at like the town I grew up in that's kind of kind of what happened like the shop class is like I, I actually believe what the, where my shop class was was now a computer science room. It's basically you know it's not a shop class anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the shop class is just this like little like room, which was you know was like I don't know just a classroom down in the basement. You know, twenty years ago, I, I don't know. I just what the kids tell me that. Go to school. I'm like, oh, is, who, is it the, the shop teacher, Mr. Webster? Oh no, he's been gone for a long time. There's there's really no shop class anymore. That they said. So, but they have a vocational school and. But the thing is, is more importantly, I mean, you talk about uh, homeschooling. Uh, that is one of the uh, finest, uh, you know, levels of activism. I really think you can do one of the first off. It's a complex one. Right. You know, it, it takes a lot of energy. Uh, if your family is homeschooling, I mean, you're dedicated to this thing. You got to do it. You. But it's good for everybody. It's good for mom who's teaching it. It's good for dad who's teaching it. It's it's good to get the grandparents in it because I know when I teach a skill to somebody. Like I'll, I'll, I'll find these projects to make for kids out of iron. So I'll go on YouTube and I'll just look at some and I'll, I'll make that and I'll do a video and I'll make it myself. And then I usually might make it maybe two or three times. Sometimes I make it once, depending on whatever whatever the, the project is, because I don't want to look like I've never made this thing before while I'm teaching some kids. But when I teach like four kids how to make this particular project and then I go make that, that uh, that, uh you know, coat hanger or whatever or hook or knife or Next time, it's like, wow, I just like I can make it just so much better. And the same thing, like when I taught people, I started teaching horseback riding lessons when I was a teenager. And you got to use a whole different part of your brain to now express this information. So, so being a home, so the homeschooling moms are usually like really sharp, I've noticed. And, and you deal with a lot of them too.
2: Yeah, there's a saying that the teacher learns the most, you know, because yeah. you have to learn more than the kids you're just about to teach, you know.
1: And th- and then also, what's what's cool, like um, in the homeschools, and also I've seen is what Man camp, I, uh, am not man camp, sorry. Alt Expo. There's some ki- kids that I've met in Alt Expo were teenagers coming to Pork Fest, and now they're in their twenties, and now they're, you know, got their own little uh, deals that they're teaching. And, and one guy teaches about you know uh, phone security and how to make your phone secure, and you know all this stuff, and he's really into like you know the securitization of your tech. And uh, just like in the home, with the homeschooling program, when you have the twelve-year-old kid teaching the five-year-old kid how to add, subtract, how to read, that twelve-year-old kid gets a just a whole layer of education and understanding of of the disciplines he's teaching his little brother or sister.
2: Yeah, and you know when you're actually in the shop and you're motivated to finish a project, and if you have to learn a little math along the way, a little addition, subtraction, how to read a uh, you know a, a scale, a tape measure, uh, now the kid's motivated to learn that. Like if you teach it in the reverse order.
0: Well, if you have questions for Jack, give us a call at 855-450-3733. We're going to keep talking about alternatives to the political system. 855-450-3733. free talk Five talk radio that you control and you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind hopefully though you'll have some questions for jack regarding the alt expo that toll-free number is 855-450-3733 and with you tonight it's aria
1: jack and jay
0: and one of the things i find most interesting about the alt expo is the technological aspect of it because one of the core ideas kicking around in my head that All of human history is basically a war between humanity's dark side and humanity's light side. And the way that the the good side finds expression is through technology that circumvents the dark side that is the state, the animalistic, barbaric, controlling side.
1: Yeah, it's just like going back to the public schools, like the computer science lab. Like, they paid way too much money for every computer, and, like, when they paid for it, all the, like, computers were literally out of date. Yeah, by by the time
2: they got shipped, they were obsolete.
1: Not even by the time they got shipped. Just when they paid for it, they bought obsolete junk because, well, it's the government. Uh. You know, so they, they... you know it's a good secondary market, I guess, for these computer uh you know manufacturers, like Dell's got a whole bunch of computers that are you know three they can't give away. ah we'll sell them to the public schools for you know triple full, full retail full price yeah, or triple, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: well i I always talk about uh lately I was trying to figure out what is it we're trying to do right now, like we can't dominate the state. that's what people that are in politics try to do they they try to get in there and they're gonna control the state. but I think what we got to do is survive the state like a, if you look at the big scale of history. Most empires have fallen eventually, and you just have to try to keep from getting killed in the process. You know?
1: I mean, we could, yeah, just kind of hang out and build and 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 wait for the state to die. Survive yeah. the state is actually a really great thing because I, uh, I talk to people. I've been talking to people my entire life about prepping, survivalism. So I started buying. So I got you know one of the first jobs I had as a kid. I worked in this guy's factory in, Bel- in Belchertown, Massachusetts. And I was a teenager, and I, I would go uh, there and just clean up all the um, – I did, like, janitorial work. So, like, they had stations where it was chips of aluminum. They made uh, aluminum screen houses of vinyl windows, so I'd like, empty out all, all, all these bins. And the guy paid me in, like, uh, you know, Liberty silver dollars, like oh, walking cool, Liberty, cool. you know, dollars, silver. And, and he paid me um, uh, one silver dollar per hour. Well, you know, that was, like, you know, six bucks in 2000 or 1993 year 1992 or maybe it was three dollars i don't remember but so i still got like pretty much all those silver coins you know i probably i don't know maybe got a hundred of them or something i kind of did that for one summer and uh and then so i so i being in a silver you get into meeting preppers and being in, into the whole sovereign movement throughout the 90s and the john bircher and all this stuff uh this this is why i started man camp is because um when the state fails, the most valuable asset you have is your skill set. Right, you right. can be a dot com billionaire, and you know your billions of fiat Federal Reserve notes in the bank, you know, are going to be worthless. Or maybe you got a bunch of silver and a bunch of guns and a bunch of gold, but you don't know how to distill water. You don't know how to change your tire on your car. You don't. You right, got no right. real life skills. So our most valuable asset asset is skills. And yeah, that's been a huge. um I mean, I learned a lot of skills at every at, at Alt Expo for years.
2: Yeah, it sounds like you had a guy that uh, really knew what was valuable when he was paying you in silver. Like our first Alt yep. Expo, um, one of our presenters was the guy that was the regional currency officer for Liberty Dollar. So Liberty Dollar was the big thing around here in silver coinage until Bitcoin was invented because silver was like – really stable and then bitcoin just took off and i'm sorry to say i'm the guy that heard about bitcoin the week it was introduced and it cost like 0.01 cent per bitcoin and i didn't buy a hundred dollars worth which i should have ah.
0: well neither did i going all the way back to like 2008 and ron paul's first major presidential campaign i was hearing about bitcoin but i just waved it off as something to be ignored and i mean I, we, we could all have yeah. Millions of
1: Bitcoin right well, now that well, we pay
2: $5 for. These techno geeks always think, oh, yeah, this this new software is going to solve all the world's problems. And I'm going, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I was very critical of Bitcoin when I first heard about it. I was like, oh, this is just more of the same. Yeah, I was uh, like,
0: this is just inflationary crap. Get it yeah. out of my face. Y- y- yeah.
1: You're not even going to put it on a piece of paper. You're going to make it just digital. And now it's really worthless. I can't touch it. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> use it for toilet paper. I can't use it for wallpaper. You know, And I was just grilling... Um, my brother, my brother Josh actually is the guy who's grill about it, and Josh is like, no, no. I mean, they're talking about it on Free Talk Live,
2: <laughs> so it must be good.
1: Well, uh, and, and even the first call when the guy who called in the Free Talk Live to talk about it, I, if if you, anybody goes in a Wayback Machine, and I'm sure it's on the archives somewhere. You could probably search the uh, search the website for like Bitcoin call or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even and I believe Mark was on the show too that night, but they were like, well, you know, this sounds fishy and, you know, I mean, and they're, you know, genuinely skeptical of it. And then, but since Bitcoin, I mean, you know, 2015, there was some guys trying to sell me, uh, this global reserve currency. It's a, it's a digital cryptocurrency that makes Bitcoin look like the model T Ford. And this is a Ferrari. (laughs) And I'm like, so I'm on a conference call and I'm like, um, okay. Uh, so, is this proof of stake concept or uh, proof of work? Uh, oh, I f- even forget the terminology I use. And But I was really learning about mining and like how the blockchain works. And, yeah, yeah, Well, these guys couldn't answer any of these questions. And, and, and when they, uh, I'm like, what kind of mining rig runs, does your, uh, runs your blockchain? Cause that's how blockchain technology works is, you know, the miners do the transactions and they essentially get rewarded. And when, when, the, when a new block is created crypto, a uh, Bitcoin's released and, uh, they're like, oh, it doesn't work like that, and they could have been right, but I just didn't know. But they were trying to sell it for a quarter, and huh. I think if you go look at it right now, it's like, you know, one millionth of a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the price, but yeah. it was just another one of those pump and dump scam coins. But yeah, I, I just there was a time when I was like, no, silver and gold only, and maybe some copper for small exchanges. But now, yeah, cryptocurrencies won me over. Um, I, I, I love it. I, I just. I tell people it's the answer to the war. Yeah. Uh,
2: so this this is the thing about um, when you do have freedom, free market and ideas, then you keep trying different things and some of them don't work, honestly, you know. So we've had uh, silver, liberty dollar. I always thought there's a few defects in liberty dollar and then he gets arrested and uh, right,
1: I mean, he probably didn't need to use the word dollar. Yep, that was a mistake. <laughs> Have you seen
2: these the Utah goldbacks? Yeah, I saw one the other day. I think I think Jay showed me. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I actually been um, buying some Utah goldbacks, and I've been paying some uh, helpers. I the kids that came over and helped do firewood, they didn't want any goldbacks. They wanted, uh, you know, FRNs. He asked me where if he could buy bubble gum with the goldback, and I said well, maybe, uh, but I don't know.
2: Well, see, we've seen a, a whole bunch of other money systems. Uh, actually, Alt text, but I think in two thousand eight at. Uh, uh, pork Fest. We actually had our own money. I don't know if you knew about that, but they were called Expo Hours.
1: Yes, I've, I, I think I actually have acquired or either traded Expo Hours at one time.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we actually printed them out. Of course, we printed them on a uh, inkjet printer on some resume paper. You know, the nicest paper we could find.
1: So nobody could counterfeit it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so we uh, we recruited like thirteen different vendors who would accept them, and then we had a board of governors meeting, and we passed resolutions, and we had an accountant, and we issued a certain amount of currency, and we discussed um, or we set a policy on what we would redeem it at the end of Porkfest for. So it was pretty cool. We tried that.
0: More and- alternatives to how we can actually do something about the state besides just use the pointless and ineffective political method. I mean sure you can run for office if you want or you can actually take steps to be freer right now eight five five four five zero three seven three three, or you can use the discord call-in lines which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com
3: The next-generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jack. And Jay.
0: And Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com that allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So finally, we have a global trading platform that respects our privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started buying and selling Bitcoin cash. Again, it's local.bitcoin.com. Know know your customer requirements. It's really one of the best peer-to-peer exchanges out there.
1: Very good i I've, I've always uh liked bitcoin dot com they've just good articles on there it's good uh it's good information to get people um like i have it on the back of my business card and i say yeah, just go bitcoin dot com they explain everything and just you know cause sometimes i ain't got five minutes to explain to somebody just uh you know out a cashier just trying to leave
0: very cool I like the site as well uh it's a good way for people to actually get into cryptocurrency, which, as we've been talking about, is an excellent alternative to the state's money. I mean, ideally, if every single American was using Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or Dash or just some sort of cryptocurrency, it would mean an end to the war.
1: Absolutely. And effectively,
0: an end to the state.
1: That Well, I was just at this, you know, the local Keen co-op here and a bunch of earthy, crunchy, you know, hippie-type people working there, and I always say to them, the best, I go. You guys take Bitcoin yet? Oh no, we don't. I go. Well, that's the best anti-war vac- activism we can actually do is to use peer-to-peer currencies like Bitcoin. And then they're like, "Oh, tell me more." Really? Oh, you know, absolutely. That's what I always say to people. And most people, especially ones that like don't like the war machine, they kind of want to know more. And then you know, the ones who are like okay with war, are like yeah, whatever. Usually.
2: That's a great lead in because you don't have to get into economics or political theory or anything else.
1: Right. Just go straight to like the heart of the situation. And then, you know, um, like with farmers, you, you could be like, well, you know, using s- currencies that are actual peer to peer and that are backed by something, uh, you know, we can, you know, you know, farmers are tremendous victims of currency manipulation all the time because a lot of, you know, whether they're dairy farmers or crop farmers, a lot of these guys have to sell their crop on like they're they're, they're subject to this market. And, like, for example, corn is, you know, actually less – it's worth less on the market than it costs to produce because all of the big corporate farms are so heavily subsidized to produce corn and soybean and all these, you know – I mean, how do you think you come up with 69-cent turkey, you know, the week before Thanksgiving at your local supermarket? It's just all fed as government-subsidized food as a surplus of. But if you want to go grow an acre of corn, what's that cost a bushel? You know, you might get 80 bushel out of that acre. You got (laughs) – you got to get good money for it, but you know the one or two acre farmer don't get that you know crop insurance money. So um, now, uh, now we've kind of talked a history of uh, Alt Expo a little bit, Jack. Um, and speaking of cryptocurrency, uh, is there a way one of our listeners can um, make a cryptocurrency donation to Alt Expo? Uh,
2: yeah, I wish I could. I wish we could. We don't have that have a crypto accepting uh, thing on our website yet. Okay. But we we'll have to do that. Actually, we need website help. So that's one of the things. Uh,
1: so, yeah, you, you don't know how to put a grandma just button for donating crypto on, on your <laughs> no. website, right? No. So, but I
0: know plenty of people do. That's unfortunate. That's super easy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you basically just take a, a screenshot of your QR code and slap it on there and tell people which crypto it's for.
1: That is true. That is, I, when I used to have a flip phone and I had my first Bitcoin wallet on my computer at home, um, and I'd be at Pork fest selling cheeseburgers out of the back of the pickup truck after all the vendors down by the fire the vendors um i just would open up my my flip phone and i had a picture of my qr code that i took off the computer screen you know a week earlier and i remember i had to keep on flicking back like 25 pictures i kept on taking pictures to uh, get back to the uh, flip phone picture and uh yeah that's how i got actually you know most of my bitcoin back in the day it was a festival.
2: Well, so now that you guys have embarrassed me publicly, uh, I, I'll give you a little inside story, and that is, we just really throw the Alt Expo together. You know, a few weeks in advance, and we've got enough people that have great topics, really interesting stuff. Um, you know, we don't have have actually an official organization. We don't get money from the Koch brothers and things like that, and have an office and salaries. So uh, it's a it's a self organized uh, event, and which brings us to another thing. We should mention that uh, ForkFest.Party is a big sponsor of ours this year, and so they're helping uh, make it happen. And that's an example of another decentralized event. And uh,
1: well, uh, really ForkFest? Appreci-
2: ForkFest.Party. Tell yeah.
1: us about ForkFest real quick.
2: Well, ForkFest came about... You know, there's... See, we're all part of the Free State Project, which is a bunch of us people that get together and... and have I'm this, actually not. Well... <laughs>
0: Let me just say I I am here because of the Free State Project, but but I actually have never had any affiliation. This New Hampshire
1: Freedom Migration as as uh, some of us like to call it. I mean there's a that would be more accurate. There's a Shire society, there's like Like I'm here because
0: Will was here, and Will was here because Ian is here.
2: Correct. And Ian was here because of the Well let me get to the end of the
0: explanation.
2: Like of this group of us that moved here for a thing that we call the Free State Project, not a proper name some people formed a corporation called the Free State Project Incorporated and Hampshire nonprofit corporation but those of us that are not participants in that we're still members of the Free State Project which is a bunch of us people you know that's that's the way i look at it yeah
1: it well it's a grassroots organization so yeah you have the generic term Free State Project which right. means something different than the uh proper corporate term free fsp inc i don't even think right. they call themselves free state project it's fsp inc i believe is the name of the corporation correct
2: i don't actually know and and most people in the most people that move here don't know that the corporation exists they yep. just take it all for granted but yeah there's a corporate structure but anyway what and happens it don't is don't really
1: even matter you know there's still you know it's a freedom movement that we're you know we're all looking in looking for that's what i'm looking for and that's what most of my friends are looking for right and let so me th-
0: interrupt here so we can go sure. to the phones we got mortified penguin calling using sure. discord.freetalklive.com mortified penguin you're on free talk live
4: hey uh, aria and jay and jack um g- good uh, good to have you on mr jack um i got a quick question for you and the other hosts um <clears throat> by the way i heard a really cool uh, podcast last year um featuring you talking about uh and agorism
2: oh excellent so, well,
4: yeah yeah really excellent stuff man really cool was that on um,
2: non-servium media
4: yes yes awesome. yeah, it's great great series if anybody wants to check it out and i've um, got great guests like you know you um so you were talking about technology and your focus with all expos on technology and i was just wondering um because technology is the one thing that kind of changes and develops over time do you think it's the it's like the key all the ultimate key to um Liberation and kind of undoing the uh, progressive, you know, building of these uh, of the state and of like the centralizing force of the Industrial Revolution and this all encompassing government that we have over us is is really is there really any like way to decentralize and distribute society without a focus on technology? Because the way I see it is like. Ideas are a dime a dozen. People have ideas all the time, every day, here and there. But what we don't have as a technology for it.
2: Yeah. Um, the short answer is yes, but um, a little bit longer is like even farming is a technology in the sense that you know people learned something new about how crops grow, and they figured if they could, uh, you know, plow a furrow and plant, you know, they could organize and they get higher output. So when I say technology, that doesn't mean it does it has to be computers or whatever. I mean just tool. You know, man is a tool-using animal, so even using any tools, like the hammer as a technology, it's better than a, a rock, you know, to pound a nail in. So I, I don't mean to say, you know, like way out in outer space. The thing that we have right now going on is that uh, Big State is the biggest customer for technologists. They pay people enough that they'll go to work for the war machine. And yeah. what we have going on now is, uh, I think, independent people developing in a decentralized way. Uh, a lot of technologies like Bitcoin. Um, if you go around the country right now, there's uh, there's a lot of hacker spaces and maker spaces, and that's where you know folks get together and they share knowledge about how to build stuff. You know, and, and it's a lot of fun. If you go to, I think it's hackerspaces.org, you'll see a list of thousands of them in the U.S. alone.
0: And those are all people working to essentially circumvent the state and various regulations and decentralized technology development. Okay, to make the state obsolete,
1: then. Well, not so much a hackerspace. Is a hackerspace is just like a place where you can get $100 a hundred-dollar-month membership and all the tools you could want to use are there. Essentially, it's kind
0: of This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
2: And Jack. And Jay.
0: And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one at liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for our community. At its core, it's a directory for events, businesses, digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network to it so you can connect and share with others. However, use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non aggression principle. So put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. Once more, that's Liberty.menu. So we're talking about the Alt Expo here. What do you have planned for this particular one coming up Saturday?
2: Well, um, one of the most exciting parts is uh, Free Talk Live itself has always been a big part of Liberty Forum and Pork Fest events until fairly recent years. So we're um, happy to host them. They're going to be recording their show Saturday from 10 to 2. And uh, we're in the Adams room of the hotel, so there'll be a big studio audience space and uh that'll be pretty pretty interesting a a really a a good welcome back to the liberty forum event courtesy of the alt expo
0: well sort of a welcome back to the liberty forum event (laughs) in the
2: the next building yeah (laughs) uh but we got a lot of other stuff like one of the things i always try to do is i lay out what i call the alternative strategy and uh And how this plays in where people, you know, we were just talking about hackerspaces at the end of the last segment. Well, those are people that are doing decentralized technology development. And they're not necessarily doing it out of a a political intent, but it sort of has a uh, a political effect. Like, you know, um, Bitcoin itself was an independent technology development. But we also have somebody who's going to talk about uh, how do you organize a decentralized event or some suggestions for organizing a decentralized event now that sounds odd to say organizing well
0: uh, yeah i mean they don't really get organized uh you do have some people throwing out ideas well but well, given that given
2: that it's open for different people to try different things one of the concepts was like if somebody wants to have a speaker where it's going to cost a lot of money to fly them there uh the concept would be maybe to have a uh a GoFundMe type thing where you bid on what speakers you want to hear. So that was just like a new concept. And that came out last year at Porkfest as a kind of a concept. Um, but we'll, we, they'll, they'll go into that a lot more. Um, we have, uh, I don't know if everybody knows Francois Rideau. He's going to talk about steps towards digital sovereignty, he calls it. And uh, we have a, a guy in the uh, health freedom area. Uh, Thomas McLeod, he's been in the healthcare freedom movement for like 41 years or so, and he's going to give a little historical perspective on that. And uh, we've got uh, Patrick Bender talking about the Porcupine City Mesh Network. Uh, I think he's changed the name of it, but mesh networking has been something we've been promoting, I think, for 10 years or so now. But I never knew quite the technology end of it myself to do it, but I kept inviting speakers so now there's some some new uh, technologies, mostly this Althea software uh, that allows you to have a mesh network and actually to charge for the traffic. So it could have some um, uh, financial incentive for the mesh networks to grow. Um, let's see, we've got we we've done a couple of things around here. Uh, as you know, when we're trying to build a better future, because we're trying to survive the state and all that, uh, food security is one of the things. And Jay talks about that. So we have a a food cooperative we call the Shire Co-op. We'll give a little bit of a info on that and how somebody could get involved and why you should. Uh, the other thing is like, um, you know, sometimes people, the as as best they try, they run into a health problem or something like that. So we have a group called Shire Solidarity, how to, you know, help each other out um, when there's a difficult time. And it's not the same as charity. So solidarity is a concept where you work together within your movement uh, and charity's kind of like a random giving to people that you don't know. Oh, my gosh, so many things. I got a few more. Our big speaker for Saturday night is going to be Ernie Ka- Ernie Hancock from uh, Freedom's Phoenix. So Ernie's got a few things he wants to throw in. He's going on a tour of the country in 2020. But also he's he's big on truth and how do we get past big tech censorship of some of the most important issues of our times. I've left out a few things. We're going to have something on tiny homes. Uh, Jay wants to talk about red pill moms, a new activist segment within the whole freedom movement.
0: Yes. So describe that for me. So that's the anti-vax moms that well, you want to move to New Hampshire, basically.
1: It's yeah. It's the moms that I saw in a YouTube video screaming at the governor of California, um, that, uh, they will die in, in order to ensure that they're, um, kids aren't mandatory, you know, there's no mandatory vaccines, they're not going to vaccinate their kids, because what the real science has been saying, what the the moms, thousands and thousands of moms have, you know, there's interviews all over the place that their babies were vaccine damaged, the baby was fine, went and got the vaccine, baby had a fever, was never right, or was died. Uh, These vaccine injuries, these moms report these vaccine injuries, and they're ignored. They're told this is normal. So most of the vaccine injuries aren't even getting reported. The the doctors aren't good about reporting them. The emergency rooms aren't good about reporting them. There's just time after time after time. So when I, I say to red pill moms that are willing to fight to the death, I think that's what the quote was. One lady says, uh, she's screaming at the governor of uh, New Hampshire, you know, on his front yard. Not New Hampshire, uh, California. California, on his front yard, because they we're going to take away uh, doctor um, uh, exemptions. You Medical know, they, exemptions, yeah. What do they do? They do a little blood test on the kid, and they see if the kid is going to have a have a reaction, and and they can tell. And a doctor says, "Oh, you know, yeah, you shouldn't give your kid this these vaccines because going to have a, have a reaction." This is a doctor, a, a healthcare professional, that the legislature is trying to say, "No, we don't want you saying." you're allowing to exempt kids for and most, most of it's for state benefits of one form or another.
2: Yeah. If you but, want to see what Jay's talking about, you could probably do a search on YouTube for uh, California mom's governor or whatever. They were going to beat down the governor's door. I mean, they were, they first chained themselves to the outside of the building. Uh, I think six moms got arrested and uh, then they were going down the hall and there was like hundreds of them in the hallway and they were going, bam, bam, bam on the governor's door. So, uh, the, the, the thing that's hard for some libertarians to get is uh, this is a science issue. Like a lot of people think that anti-vaxxers are, are against science. No. What's, what's gone on so far is uh, government labs and big pharma have sort of buried the real science and they've paid off the science that benefits their viewpoint. But what the science is showing – and by the way, this isn't even controversial anymore. The, in 1986, there was the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. Congress said there's childhood vaccine injury. And all they did was they set up a special court to say, okay, we're going to go ahead and give the vaccines and we'll just compensate you for the injury. Who's so,
1: we? Who, who's paying that money?
2: Well, yeah. Okay. So what happens is the taxpayers or the or the vaccine recipients pay a tax on each vaccine. So the consumers are actually paying for this. It goes into a fund. Department of Health and Human Services uh, gets essentially sued by the parent in this uh, federal, uh, see what's it called? Federal Court of Special Claims or something like that. Everybody calls it Vaccine Court, and it's,
1: and it's all ran by tax dollars. Yeah, uh, oh, very yeah, yeah. high-powered lawyers are. This is like one of the only cases in history where the government. So government's supposed to be created to protect the citizens, protect the individual, the life, liberty, and property of the individual from like archer midland daniels from like walmart's from you know big corporate oligarchs that's the whole intent of is to protect the weak from the powerful because we all have the same rights but the
2: 1986 act reversed that and says oh we're going to protect the powerful in this case and we're going to charge you the consumer for the protection and and the taxpayer
1: yeah yeah it's it's department of defense lawyers are protecting big pharma Department of Justice lawyer, <laughs> or Department but, yeah. of Justice. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah.
2: So what uh, this this will be interesting because in about two months there's a new movie coming out called The Act, and this is going to be about the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act and the effect it's had on public health and all that. So I know we got off on a tangent, but uh, we're we're all pro science here. Myself, I'm an engineer. I use science every day, uh, but the real science is showing that the unvaccinated kids are healthier.
1: Yes. So. That's yeah, the show your Amish kids, your homeschooling kids. And there's another guy. I'm going to try to get him the pork fest. I can't remember. I sure wrote it down. I'm going to do a little show prep about him later. But uh, he's talking about how he believes that one of the biggest uh, back to the land movement we're going to see in a very new future. We're going to see a lot of people leaving um, suburban uh, America, a lot of people leaving urban America and moving out into the woods, moving out into the hills, moving out into the country, um, getting a homestead. I mean, if you have three, four acres here in uh, New Hampshire, you can pretty much feed yourself if you want to work a little bit.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Sounds like uh, interesting developments in the...
1: Yes, interesting developments in the world. We need to get back to the land. Uh, this is uh, Free Talk Five, uh, Free Talk Live. <laughs> Feel free to call in 855-453. That's 855 fifty-three seven three three. Free Talk Live.
3: Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-Liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. Visit LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. Learn more at LibertyCon.com.
5: Free
0: Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll free number is 855 450 3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria and Jack. And Jay, and although we've been talking about uh, the alt expo for the last hour, we have had a caller sitting on hold for quite a while who wants oh, okay. to talk about just government in general. I wanted to let the two of you go ahead and continue, you know, your discussion before we let someone sidetrack us onto something else. So, uh, with that out of the way, let's go to Joseph, who's calling from um, Maryland. Joseph, you're on no, Free Talk no, Live.
6: Boss? No, Massachusetts. I'm the first time caller. I wanted to say, hearing your show on the internet, I'm not too good. I'm blind. I'm one of the people that has fallen through uh, these uh, difficulties. And I have to live on Section 8, and I don't like it, but I wish I could live in your movement. I wanted to talk about the things that the government does that the U.S. Marshals get away with, like killing Bill Cooper and other things. And they just lie and lie and lie.
1: Well, just uh, by that, Joseph, just by that statement right there, you are living in our movement because you're no, saying well, names like William Cooper, um, and which is, you know... <laughs> who is that? I'm not being, familiar being, with being,
6: it. Thank you for being kind because I'm blind and I've had, I, I've broken home and my brothers dumped me, but that's the way it is. I have to live on Section 8, but I like your movement. How do you stop these people? How are you personally, and I wish you were on live every day on the radio station. It's hard on the Internet for me as a blind person, but that's another issue. How are you going to if the government comes up there and... goes You said you're in
0: Lynn, guy. Massachusetts. I'm going to check real quick to see if we're on any stations near you while Jay only answers all your question. Only
6: RKO Sunday night. Uh, who, who is this, Allison? What's your name again? Aria. Oh, Aria, hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you've I already checked and we're it.
0: only on Sundays there?
6: Okay, sorry yeah. about that. Oh, well. Um,
0: there's the call-in number,
2: right? Where he could call well, in?
6: I, well, th- yeah, that's what I'm calling in on Well, now. well
2: no, I mean but, the listen
1: line. Yeah, he was oh, listening on the internet. That. Yeah, so he's doing the right thing. Um, yeah, go, go ahead with your question. I, Sorry about that. I, I, I lost okay. where you were in I'm,
6: it. Yeah, how do you stop this kind of thing? Because the government's supposed to help people that really need help, and just, they're so uh, vicious. And, oh, Section 8, but they want to know how much is in the bank, and a couple of dollars you can only save. And I really hate Section 8, but I just wish that uh, people would really get get out of this and get the right thing to help people. How are you going to stop the government? coming up there to you new in new hampshire and uh going to arrest you and then kill you or or do something like they did to bill cooper whether you like or dislike bill cooper i don't you know we don't agree with everybody and everything
0: now who but was I bill think, cooper because i don't remember that
6: jack can you help explain he was a libertarian wasn't he am i saying yeah,
0: yeah well he
2: was he was a a former navy intelligence officer and he started reporting about um things he knew. He was one of the people that said there would be a 9/11 attack I think a month or two before. Uh and then I think he was killed like a month after. Right 9-11. yeah, he was
1: he was killed shortly after 9/11 and he was very instrumental in working on exposing it. He was uh he had been warning about it. He was on Alex Jones's show a lot back in the is day. Alex still on the air. Oh yeah, yes, Alex yep. definitely is. Um, yeah. Bill Cooper was
2: them. on shortwave because before the internet, that was one of the only ways to get something out because you couldn't get a lot of information out over yeah, but any they mainstream
1: media. The,
6: they dumped him off a lot of the things, but anyway, why did they kill Bill Cooper? I don't know what what happened. I know that some marshals made a lot of noise and threatened, and then they wanted to arrest him, and he got into a gun battle. I don't I don't blame them. Who do they think they are? So did so shortly
1: got... shortly before William Cooper got uh, got uh, sh- offed, for lack of better explanation. Uh, Bill Clinton says in an interview that William Cooper is is the, is the most dangerous man in America. Wow. I didn't <laughs> even hear that. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of uh, sometimes uh, co-hosts here on Free Talk Live is uh, Silver Dave. And Silver Dave is a uh, special, uh, former special forces. And uh, and he, um, well, didn't Cooper write the, uh, the book Behold a Pale Horse? Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So like that book right there is i mean i'm getting goosebumps on my thinking That's about an audio
6: for the blind which is good
1: yeah so that book is um wow it is if anybody can go read Behaled. uh what is behold, it Behold uh the
2: pale horse
1: behold pale- the pale horse something like that you'll find it uh and just listen to an audio in the background and like you'll be stopping yourself like did he just say that because this has been going on i mean th- th- he has literally you know, predicted like all the nasty things that have been going on, like the school shootings. He talks about how the kids are going to be either uh, injected or given drugs, and their minds are going to be able to be controlled. And they're going to send someone into like uh, a group of people, and there will be one of these people on. And he's talking about like the you know the mind altering drugs, like the Prozac and what are those SSRIs, SSRIs. something like that. And um, it, it it's pretty amazing. But what I think, I don't think. Um, first off here in New Hampshire with our Liberty Groupment m- movement, we are, we're, we're pretty, um, strong. I think, uh, th- we are not low hanging fruit. The government, I don't think really wants to mess with us. Uh, New Hampshire is very, very heavily armed. Uh, there are, I think are way more guns in our people in New Hampshire. Uh, there is, um, you know, it, it is known that like, you know, if you go at the middle of the night, your car breaks down, and you go knock on a door in rural New Hampshire, you will probably be greeted with a shotgun. Uh, well, you
6: should be greeted, but if you need help, you know, the guy should help you, not just shoot you. you
1: no, no. I it. say greeted with a shotgun as or a gun. A guy may protection. have, you know, protection. He's going to be wary. And sometimes here in rural New Hampshire, people do break down, and there's no cell phone service, and you got to, like, just walk to the nearest house. and you'll, or you'll Which is interesting in a state where the crime rate is so low. Well, most people like in rural New Hampshire. If like my house, somebody knocks on my door at two o'clock in the morning, um, I'm going to be you know turning some lights on and seeing who it is. But uh, sure, you know, because I mean, you know, I, I got you know my wife and you know family and stuff there. But uh, this isn't you know, it's um, people are are afraid to go knock on doors because they know everybody's armed here. See, I've had a
0: different experience. Like last year when I when I moved here or year before last, whenever it was, I don't remember now. Um my cell phone died mm-hmm. uh somewhere in Vermont and it was my GPS. It was my how to get here. And yeah. because I could only charge it wirelessly because the charging port was broken, sure. it was it was screwed. There was no chance for me to recharge it. So there I was, um made it up to somewhere in northern New Hampshire knocking on doors trying to find out where Lancaster, New Hampshire was, and where Rogers Campground was. And was it dark? No, it was... The sun was setting. It was dusk. Okay. So right. it was about 5.30, 6 in the afternoon. Yep. No answer at any door. Oh, ever. really? Oh, at, yeah. At any of the houses I tried.
1: Oh, the people I ain't got home yet, probably.
0: Oh, no, there were cars in the driveway. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I didn't just pull into, like, empty-looking driveways, oh, okay. but like, oh, hey.
1: Right. When I say greet you with a shotgun, I mean, not, not that they're pointing a shotgun at you, but most people... you This is not a place where you break into a house because no, okay, you're going to be yeah. met with resistance. If you, sh- if you're like need some help or something, you know, uh, obviously just cause you're knocking on a door, I doubt somebody's going to shoot you. But if your intent but, is to, you know, break I'd move in. up
6: there if I could, but I can't cause I, you guys, I don't have any money and we have to depend on unfortunate government services. I wish we would have a good government. I mean, But Bill Cooper got killed. Was it? I feel your pain.
0: The, The problem with that is that if the government's going to do something good, like assist the blind and things like that, it's going to come with this huge caveat of U.S. Marshals who are killing people like Bill Cooper. Yeah. The state as an as an organization seems incapable of just doing one of those two things.
1: So so you you uh Joseph said you're on section 8 and section 8 I I I know in Massachusetts is a form of government subsidized housing.
6: Yes, it is and you pay yeah. so much money but they want to know how much is in the bank and you only sure. to two, keep 2000. That's horrible. Right, I have right. no choice cuz I had difficulties in life and failed because of uh, a lot of abuse, but sure. that's the way it is. Well, so you do the best you can.
1: housing for example, it is so like it is so uh, expensive housing is very very scarce right now because of the protectionism of government and like right here in the state legislature in new hampshire i've been at uh committee hearings where they're talking about zoning laws on um like uh occupancy of certain like size homes and stuff and like if you know, you can only have a couple of bedrooms, and it was just one of these things. But it was like the the New Hampshire Realtors Association was, yes, we we're in support of this bill, which was basically limiting on how many people could stay in like a particular house, and it, it didn't get any traction. But it was just something I was sitting and listening on a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, but the uh, there's 1.8 million unoccupied vacant bake owned h- homes in this country as of two years ago. There's, I mean, as of, as of a year ago, and there's more now. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for the call.
0: Um, to answer your question directly, I don't know. I mean, what can you as a person do to keep the U.S. Marshals from killing random people?
1: Yes, I, no, stop using the question. states. Stop using the copyright of the state. But that's a whole different subject.
0: I would say stop using the state's money. Absolutely. Is the that helps. simplest way. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria,
1: Jack, and Jay.
0: And ForkFest.Party is actually sponsoring Alt Expo this Saturday. Now, this is an event for liberty-minded, voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June the 29th until July the 5th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's happening the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, so no one is in charge, which also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping site, your RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 29th until July the 5th. And where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can just relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers or create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. But if you're planning an event... Be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, which is forkfest.party. Again, that's forkfest.party. Now, I'm looking forward to Liberty Forum for different reasons than the two of you are. I'm looking forward basically to trolling them. (laughs) <laughs> um, be, because I, I'm trans, right? Yep. And they are never going to throw me out or ask me to leave. Right. No, no matter what, no matter what crazy, controversial thing I say, they're never going to do it because I'm the token trans person.
1: Yeah, and but it, but if I'm the a-
0: one who makes them not look like republicans who smoke pot right? so you
1: can get away with way more stuff than a 30 year old white male that speaks english right and that was born in america yes okay yes and i plan on exploiting that nice
0: to as far as i can because i think it will be very funny like the, the whole thing here is that uh ian happened to say something that made them upset and i have stated repeatedly that i agree with ian entirely on the subject i was 14 when i lost my virginity to an, a 19 year old and i wasn't exploited i wasn't a victim i consented to
1: it yeah i mean i was 13 and had a you know a sexual adventure with a 28 year old and uh, I thought it was great. You know, that, I learned was my, some really I was good like, hey, skills. Hey, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking
0: forward to more of that.
1: I told my mom about it when I was like thirty, and she was pretty upset. But you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you waited sixteen years.
1: To yeah, tell I, her. yeah, I wanted to make sure uh, you know nobody was going to get in trouble.
2: <laughs> you so, know, I was talking a little earlier about the history of the libertarian movement, and a lot of people think that the libertarian movement started the year before they got involved. But there's a long history in the libertarian movement of a great diversity of ideas, and uh, it, it's really typical at a, any kind of big libertarian get-together. I mean, I, I'm going back to the late late 60s or whatever. Uh, if there was a big event in the hotel, there would be all kinds of different, uh, what what do they call it, They're special interest groups, SIGs. And so, you know, you'd go to this room, and this would be the science fiction kids. And you go to this room, there would be some other interest. So it's not alien to the libertarian movement, to have people with a lot of different ideas. It just so happens in the Free State Project, they do sort of want to be like young Republicans and kind of, you know, I remember one guy joked that uh, when he got involved in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, he came here to be free, and the first thing they wanted him to do was put on a tie and a a coat and go to the state house. you know, he's going, oh, to be free? You know, you, (laughs) you want me to put a tie on? I don't even own one. Come on. So it's okay to be different and be a libertarian that's that's what we're all about
1: and you know our differences uh you know are what make us strong can you imagine if everybody you know for example in, in in our community which is this this freedom community here in new hampshire if we we only we all agreed on everything and had one the one special skill it was the same skill we'd be useless the fact that we are different the fact that we have different ideas we have different um religions different work ethics different uh passions different desires the, the, the things we hate are all—everybody hates something, but, but people hate all different things. We all love different things. Uh, makes us uh, really strong. And even like with the red pill moms, you know, I, I somebody was giving me a hard time. is Well, we don't need any more single-issue libertarians coming to New Hampshire, as one guy says to me. I says, well, actually, they're concerned about health freedom for their babies they will fight to the death for the rights of their babies so therefore they're going to fight to the death for their own rights and and so they obviously care about somebody else's babies too if they care about their own babies and so that's why i you know the these moms are the red pill mommies and uh they're gonna want people to have guns and property rights and things like that so most people that i've met in the libertarian movement started off as single issue whether it was anti-war war whether it was you know I'm sick of paying income tax, whatever, or I you know I have to get a permission slip to live in a house, you know I got an IRS audit. One guy says to me, "That's when I became a libertarian." He said,
2: "Yeah." And and the whole idea of the Alt Expo was to get together all the single issue people so that we can ally um, work together on things. Like one of the groups I always thought was a really good good group to ally with was the motorcyclists. They're fighting like every other year against having a helmet law. It's like one of the only states in the country where you're not compelled to wear a helmet to ride a motorcycle. And so people said, oh, you know, they're not libertarians. I'm going, they sure are on that issue. That's something they really care about and they'll put energy into. And that's what we need is people that have a a passion for their issue.
1: And when you when guys, you know, when the hippies, you know, the people who want to make cannabis legal, for example, let's call them hippies for lack of a better uh, word. uh, When they come out strong and help out the motorcyclists. On the uh, anti, you know, helmet laws, and uh, you say, "Hey, man, you know, I, I want to. Can you call? I I called my my state rep, and I said, I don't think you know there should be a helmet law. Would you call your state rep and say, well, I think cannabis should be legalized.' Since I did this for you, that's like a grassroots like activism. That's like not hard. Just pick and a and phone, then you make get a phone these
2: uh, motorcycle riding, pot smoking uh, people that become moms. You know, now they start defending their kids' rights. You know, so. You got like all of the issues starting to come together for them. They they become libertarians because they see that, you know, we're all under attack.
1: And one really cool thing about New Hampshire, when I say you can call your representative, uh, quite likely you will be calling him or her and it will be, you know, a cell phone that they'll pick up or their home phone. In fact, I I have uh, probably about 30 state representatives phone numbers in my phones. And if I call them right now, they would pick it up. And uh, because, well, we got 400 of them here. So they're easy to access. I don't have any representatives. <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. I know I have contacts of people who are state representatives on my phone. Yes. They, I have people who they're think my they're my
0: representatives.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I hope you correct them when you have a chance.
0: <laughs> I I try to avoid them as much as possible.
1: So altexpo.net is uh, how somebody can get a hold of you, right, Jack?
0: Yeah, that's our
2: website. Um, and when you go there, you'll see, oh, it needs work. So we actually need a volunteer who knows how to do WordPress uh, better than me. I haven't really touched it in a, a year or so. Uh, so we don't, you know, my big goal when we started it was to have a this alternative site that would service everybody with alternative interests. And maybe we'll still do that someday. Um, but when you come to New Hampshire, there, there's people already in, involved in one of the spokes of this wheel of alternatives, we can't hear you. I call it. I call it the wheel of alternatives. Everybody's got their own single issue thing. If anybody's
1: and, watching on a live feed, Jack's referring to a shirt that he's wearing here. Uh, so, yeah, you're getting it there, but go ahead. Finish up what you could say. you got 20 seconds.
2: Yeah, because uh, like money is a single-issue thing, so the Bitcoin people are on one of the spokes of the wheel of alternatives.
0: Very cool. And example. people can find out more at expo.net That's altexpo.net. That's right. Awesome. We call in and talk about whatever is on your mind, 855-450-3733, or use the Discord call-in lines, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com.
3: I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet.
0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jay.
0: Jack, Jay. unfortunately, had to uh, leave. He could only be here for the first hour and a half of the show. But uh, we're glad he came in, and I'm looking forward to seeing him again this coming Saturday at uh, Liberty Forum slash Alt Expo.
1: And uh, just so everybody knows, I've just if you go Liberty Forum on the internet, it'll show right up. Uh, It is uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire. I said that the motel was in Londonderry. Londonderry is about 50 feet down the road, and it's the uh, best western, I think, uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, There's actually good parking. It's like just outside the city, so it's not in a hipster village like it usually is, where everything, you can't park and everything's overpriced. It's a much better location, I personally think, and it should be a great time whether you go to Liberty Forum or uh, Alt Expo. and uh, it's there'll be good speakers at at, at both events. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Well, I had an article here from The New York Times, but I forgot that they suck and they like their paywalls and subscriptions and all that kind of crap. And I have zero interest in creating, even though it's a free account. I have zero interest in creating set account with the
1: New York Times. So That is so annoying. I, I hate I, it when I, hate I it, man. read articles and just like stuff pops up and then you hit the wrong button and then you can't look at it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're just advertising something that you just thought about. You haven't even uttered the words yet. Uh, that's scary stuff. I mean, I have a conversation with my wife about some product we need. And this is a look on my whatever device it's being thrown at me.
0: I was talking with Matt Roach recently about guitars and whether or not he intended to get guitar lessons and stuff like that. And since then I have gotten nothing but advertisements trying to give me guitar lessons and things like that. It's like, well, I, I think you're confused here, uh, Facebook and Amazon. I, I would give people guitar lessons. I, I don't necessarily need them unless it's from like the 70-year-old guitarist there at the guitar shop who's been working with guitars his entire life. So yeah, I would take lessons for that guy. So, but so you some, teach guitar lessons? I would okay, before I took guitar lessons. Yep. Because I've been playing for like 15 years. Well,
1: that's good so, to know. I mean, I mean I,
0: that's not to say I don't have anything to learn, but the odds of com is going to be able to teach me anything about playing the bass. It's just, that, look, I know how to make a G chord. Thanks. Have a good day.
1: I actually... uh was able to get myself through twinkle twinkle little star and a violin a couple of years ago. And uh, I did it all on um, just watching YouTube videos. Very cool. Well,
0: speaking of Liberty events and things like that, as of course we were talking about, uh, Alt Expo is coming up this Saturday, as well as uh, Liberty Forum. We have a Liberty update from Liberty Con. You won't want to miss these two very special debates. First, whether or not government is necessary. This debate is going to feature David Freeman and Timothy Sandifer. David will be arguing that government is not necessary, while Timothy will be taking the opposite approach. Second, does government does capitalism require government intervention? Gene Epstein, the economics editor for Barron's, will debate Stephen Perlstein of the Washington Post. Epstein will argue against intervention and Perlstein will argue in favor of it. Be part of Liberty Con. It's a unique Liberty Convention, April the 3rd through the 5th in Washington, D.C., for people who want to network with more than 70 pro-Liberty organizations for the purposes of career advancement or business and internship opportunities. Visit LibertyCon.com for more details on our incredible list of speakers, events, and student discounts. That's LibertyCon.com. Use code FTL for a $10 discount.
1: So speaking of LibertyCon and the uh, debate there, whether or not we need government uh, I really enjoy uh, attending like live debates, especially at like f- like festivals or conferences. Now I don't know how LibertyCon is going to be uh, set up, but one thing that I imagine you could do if you go to LibertyCon and you watch this debate is after the debate, uh, you could you know if there was something like seriously wrong with one of the- somebody's uh, argument or something like maybe need a little tweaking or however you thought. Um, that's great opportunity to, to to have like further discussion with those guys either yeah. at like the after parties or, or the meet and greets and or just with other people and uh and that's how you really like find good people that like you want to like associate with and do business sure. with and it, it, it that's my favorite thing about like all these events Liberty Forum all the festivals the conferences Alt Expo is well I mean just you know port Pork Fest, Fork Fest and Alt Expos where I have literally met people who are today are my closest friends awesome. uh, because they're the kind of people that I, I want to, you know, be friends with. They're they're You know, is, I, I I could call it like my tribe. Yeah. But uh, if you're anywhere, you know, and go in those Liberty Cons is where you're going to find find these kind of people.
0: The only debate I can think of that I wanted to go to and wasn't able to make because I was just so young at the time was when Stephen Fry debated um, Jesse Jackson, I think it was, and um, just made a total fool of himself because Stephen Fry kept talking about what man said about God and specifically Christianity, and Jesse Jackson was instead talking about the concept of God and what God meant to him. So Stephen but I Fry Christians was Christians
1: were always right. At well, it that's wasn't. What I've been told my whole. It life. wasn't
0: a debate about Christianity, though, <laughs> and that's right, what right, Jesse right, Jackson right. just kept saying. Is Stephen Fry just was not listening? He was not. He wasn't debating with Jesse Jackson. He was debating with the Christian Church, and the Christian Church wasn't there. wasn't a participant. <laughs> so the whole debate was just embarrassing, and I wish I had been there. But like, will you address his point? Oh, Listen yeah. to him and counter what he said.
1: I, and and I've been on many debates over the years for all kinds of things. I've been on debates at, like, Liberty Forum, Alt Expo. I was debates in high school. Uh, debating is fun. In fact... Oh, it uh, is. Uh, so I'm, Shockingly, pu- we're fans of debate. So public... <laughs> the, the public commentary, the crowd's commentary and debates... Is is uh, I believe is invited. You know the booze or the clapping or the get to the point and ask the question. I, I I love that kind of like stuff because that just you know you know the crowd's engaged. Yeah, and and you're actually doing a good job as a debate if the crowd is engaged. I think. But when I was a senior in high school, I had to do this debate, and the debate was gun control. Oh boy! And the teacher, yeah. I could have been a junior actually. So the teacher, the English teacher who was like putting this together. I mean, she was a. Straight up, um, you know, uh, Democrat-loving, you know, Hillary Clinton, her hero kind. And uh, so she um, she puts me on the pro-gun control side of the debate. And, like, I mean, I was, like, 17 years old and, like, almost in tears that I had to, like, you know. Really? Debate the pro-gun control side. Because I was, you know, I think right. we should have guns. In fact, sure. I was probably the only guy in the school that was really... You know, passionate about that. Well, so one of the debates
0: I did in high school was anti-gay marriage. I was on the anti-gay marriage side because that was just where I was assigned. So, I mean, it's good practice to have to argue for something that you don't actually believe or endorse. Well, sadly, we did win that debate, which is all the worse, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so you did a good job? (laughs) I guess. Well, the other side did a worse job. Well, what I did is, um, so my father's like, well, this is like a really good time for you to be... An insurgent. Uh, Okay. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, all about, you know, all the, you know, what the pro gun control people say right before they slaughter millions of people. Now, my dad had been taking me to like John Birch society meetings, you know, my whole life, right? you know, and I'm, you know, teenager in high school. So I did some heavy duty research and I found all the reasons that Hitler wanted to get rid of the guns. I found all the reasons that the Chinese, you know, Emperor Mao, Satan, whatever, wanted to get rid of guns. The reason Stalin wanted to get rid of the guns and, you know, what we got to do, you know. And so I just used like all the, you know, heavy hitting anti-gun propaganda that the experts you know and the anti-gun experts who collectively killed you know nearly 100 million people essentially yeah and uh so i i just set up my side of the debate to just fail tremendously uh but i i everything was a fact and <laughs> and i'm like you know and i had a hard time not like you know quoting these guys in like some you know lazy american german accent right uh, you know giving it away But uh, the other side knew real quick. I was talking about, you know, who who exactly I was quoting. (laughs) And so it was fun. The teacher was really, really upset. (laughs) She thought she was going to put the screws to me by, you know, put me against my morals, essentially.
2: Right.
0: But ultimately, you got the last laugh and you managed to make a anti-gun control argument for the pro-gun control side.
1: That's right. Awesome.
0: 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live and you can talk about whatever. Is on your mind, that's eight five five four five zero free as in free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855 And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jay.
0: And we want to talk about Anarcho Polka, which we're also not going to. It's coming up in just like two weeks anyway, two or three weeks. I don't remember exactly when, but um, not, none of us are going, I don't think.
1: No, um, and usually, uh, you know, Ian and Mark uh, go, Free Talk Live gets invited and... um. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Hey, Mark, you going to going to Mexico? You going to Anacapoka?" He goes, "No, not this year." And you know, it's something to do with well, before that particular thing happened, I was probably
0: going in Mark's stead because he's in the Marianas doing his oh, okay, Liberty Freedom Island thing. I I don't know what he's doing. Man. So having well, a good time, presumably.
1: I I know. Uh, you know, several months ago, he he was kind of planning on being there. Yeah. Uh, you know, or this summer when we were talking about it. And well, they've was, been
0: like every year, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they've, they've been every year. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess for the past five years, this will be the sixth year of Anarchapoco. Was 2015 the first year? I'm, I'm not really sure. But anyways, uh, I um, I have a, a very good friend, a guy I met out in Colorado. His name is Kenny uh, Platerno. I think I said his name right. And he goes by Kenny's Kitchen on Steam. And he's okay. been a Steemit guy for a long time and uh he um he he does an article uh after being part of the first five i won't be going to anarcho-poco this year or in the future what a strong statement it is a strong statement it's a because i've
0: been to every fork fest so far and, and i can't imagine in two years being like after being at every fork fest so far i'm never going to it again you know something really drastic would have to change
1: well yeah and Basically, I mean, and there's some people who feel the same way about Pork Fest.
0: Well, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a different beast. I don't intend to go to that this year. Sure, and I didn't go last year. Yep, I, I've been to one Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I was just like, Meh. I don't want to go listen to a bunch of people talk at me about liberty. No thanks. I'm good. Sure. I'd rather hang out with people who are going to have conversations with me rather than at me about I've, liberty.
1: I've missed two Pork fests since 2000. Porcupine Freedom Festivals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. Okay. Right. Yeah. I've missed two Porcupine Freedom Festivals since, which does help with confusion. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's I a mouthful, though. Right. But yeah.
1: So uh, I've been to, th- to that one ever since, I think, seven or eight, 2007 or 2008. I- I'm not sure which year. I missed two of them. I kind of was like protesting those guys, you know, saying we don't want Ian here. You know, we're we're, uh, we're uninviting him. <laughs> you know, it's a rich boys club. We don't want him around. You know, we uh, or whatever their nonsense is, that so that just like annoyed me, and I like you know what?
0: I've heard nothing but nonsense from the Free State Project Inc. I'm mean, I'm just being honest, sure.
1: <laughs> and, and the thing is, and the thing is, is a lot of the people who are like involved in uh, FSP Inc. Um, are are dear friends of mine, and yeah, I like love Roger them Paxton. Well, he's yeah. not
0: involved with them any longer, I mean, but I mean, he was. Freaking fantastic!
1: Sure, and, and Roger's a good guy, and Rachel Goldsmith, who is the uh, interim director, she, and she's a a good lady. I mean, she was at the wedding shower we had, you know, a couple weeks ago. She's been a good friend of mine. I've done uh, work for her and stuff, and it's just you know. um people so many people have done such a great job organizing it i can't i really can't point a finger at, at any bad guys individually because i really i like everybody i've have, have well they've a set that up by design
0: as well by refusing to talk about what actually happened and why they did what they did and who's actually you know the one who's got the grudge against ian for whatever bizarre stupid reason
1: right right yeah which so, is i
0: mean they're creating that smoke screen purposely
1: uh, Somebody is. yeah, and, and and I have had... Well, indi- the
0: others are creating it for them because it would only take one of those board members to come forward and be like, yeah, we don't have an issue with that. That's just this person.
1: Well, when the, but none of them
0: are doing it. They're Roger, all in it together.
1: When Roger Paxton goes and asks all the board members individually if they have a problem with Ian Freeman, they all say no.
0: Right, because they're two-faced liars.
1: And you know what? Uh, at least one of them is a
0: two-faced liar, and the other two are at least covering for this other two-faced liar.
1: Or there's some other entity or individual influencing the board because I've asked... Not every single board member that's there right now, but, you know, the past few boards. I've asked all, all those people. Um, maybe I missed one that sure. what, and they've all been, oh, yeah, we like him. He's fine. You know, I got no problem with him. Yada, yada, yada. Now, I don't know if they're just blowing smoke. Um, and, you know. But and yet they keep banning him from events. Well, and, and <laughs> no, the people I've talked to are all people I pretty much like. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with them so it, which it's a little bit of a prejudice on my side because you know i like these people so when they tell me something it, it's just hard for me to not believe what they got to say which is a naive thing but it, when you dislike somebody and they tell you something it's a little easier to you know not believe what they got to say sure so well, it's
0: hard to believe that someone you like and someone that you respect is going to lie to your right, face
1: right and, and that's but clearly kinda, one of them is that's kind of the problem so you know uh Back to Anarchapulco, I've never gone down there. I I haven't either. I, I really wanted to the past few years, but, you know, life's happening. Couldn't leave. I got, you know, more responsibilities now that don't allow me to leave New Hampshire for, you know, to go to Mexico anyways. Well, and- let's
0: hold off on the discussion of Anarchapulco and let's go to the phones real quick. We've got James calling from Arizona. James, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Jack, there's so much I should like to talk to you about as to why I would never move to New Hampshire to be around people that have made an embarrassment of the liberty movement.
0: Who, who Are you a libertarian, James?
7: I left the Libertarian Party because of people like Jay Loon. But not people like me. Interesting. Like Mark Edgington, who, by the way, has left the Free State Project and moved to another American territory where his rights will be protected by the barrel of the gun and people willing to go to war to fight for freedom.
0: Okay, so it wasn't people Jay like Loon, me that caused you to China. leave libertarianism? There's people like you Jay know, and Mark.
7: Okay, I be Jack. I called to talk to you and not this bald-faced liar that... Jack
0: you know, is gone. You
7: established that is a fact.
1: Jack oh, had to go I'm to work.
7: Just, I just tuned in late because I don't get to sh- listen to your show live. I have to catch up. Yeah. And YouTube has this amazing thing where you can, like, start the beginning of your show before or after it started. Oh, dang. You
1: You got to hit so the bell so I'll you get the YouTube notification, back, James. You can get it right to in the beginning.
7: To you. Then why don't you grow a sack, James Demesio, and allow me to speak to you and have a conversation where you've already had the first word. Why don't you let me have the last for the for once in your pathetic excuse for an existence? No disrespect. The reason why people didn't answer the door in New Hampshire late at night when you showed up? Look in the mirror. That is a fact, sir. <laughs> Are you with me, James?
0: I'm with you, James. I
1: mean, when somebody yeah, knocks on my door. answer
7: the door for a freak. Sorry, it, buddy.
1: You really I can't even see who's on the other freak. side. So. I
7: don't hate you because you're a dude that looks like a woman that sounds like a man because you are. And I'm glad that you will not die from your illness called gender dysphoria. And that's an allusion to the first hour about you're sick. You're not going to die of your sickness. I don't know if any human being has ever died of gender do, dysphoria. Do you hate? But Aria? I would like to talk to you and Jay Loon about two things that cannot possibly be true.
0: Like, okay, before you get to that, before you say that gender dysphoria hasn't killed anyone, have you looked at the uh, suicide rates of people who have gender dysphoria and are forbidden or prohibited for from my transitioning? Heart- my heart grieves for them
7: just as much as... Well, that's as gender a dysphoria. Killing heart.
0: people is my point.
7: Uh, killing yourself and dying of an illness, a mental illness, are two different things.
0: Well, mental I illness generally does not actually your, take people's I lives. I mean, it causes them to commit suicide.
7: People, I have nothing but compassion and sympathy for people that think they're a woman when they were born with a penis and their parents call them James because of that. And because you're of, the only person on in
0: the United States who calls me James, just so you this know that. The
7: name is James that your parents gave you, like Cassius Clay. You can call yourself whatever you want. I'm not denying that. You can't tell me you're something that you're not.
0: I've never and done so. Never so what's will. your point, James? You said you had two questions answers. or two facts or whatever. Yeah,
7: let, and, and this is something I'd like to delve into as why I'm not a libertarian with a big L anymore, uh, let alone... Why, lucky for you and the guy that looking—I would say that you're the ugliest man to be alive in Key, New Hampshire, but actually—
0: That's very you're nice of you. Thank him, you.
7: No, you're looking at him, James, pretty boy that you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that got weird
7: quick. <laughs> no, Jay Loon, you're lucky. you're lucky you're 25 miles away from me and say this stuff about me on the public airways, because if you live right down the street from me, you'd be calling the cops after I was done with you. <laughs> but I wouldn't use a wrench or something like that, like Mark Edgington's victim was uh, had to incur. So he still can't be reached for comment. Jay, so so why would there. I need, okay, Why so would I need to call the cops now? If you talk to me in my physical presence, like the manner you've spoken to me on the public airwaves, uh, Miss Piggy would have to have a real man in the house to take care of your son or is it a daughter uh, S-
1: for the rest of that kid's life so so what is it that i told you that offended you or what is it that i said that offended you
0: <laughs> It, it's all imaginary to him i've never even interacted with this guy right before he started calling called a freedom and he just called in and started hating on me and threatening me with death one day it's like,
1: i don't even know you dude uh, he is getting more polite though this is one of the most polite interactions i've had with him i must say
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's sad <laughs> but you're <laughs> yeah. not wrong eight five five four five zero three seven three three james thanks
3: Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jay.
0: And before we get into the story about Anarcho we've got Larry calling from Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hey, I'm here tonight to talk about the impeachment. You know, there's been three attempts at impeachment in our uh, history, right? So the first one was. I assume you mean uh, Nixon,
0: Clinton, and Trump?
8: No, I'm talking about uh, four. There was uh, Johnson, too. Nixon don't count. Okay. Well, Andrew Johnson was tried to uh, impeach in uh, 1867 for trying to enforce the Reconstruction Act. At first, Mississippi tried to take him to court in their state, in the Supreme Court. But they did finally end up getting to the district court, and then the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that uh, they could not impeach they, the president; was above the law.
1: Have you ever it heard? Was,
8: he said that he said the all the Supre- just Chief Justice Taft said that the only thing that they could do with the president is try to impeach him, and that over that the uh, the court had no jurisdiction because the Senate would act as the jurors. So it it proves my point. The president is above law. He has to be above the law. It's mandatory, especially in another matter, with the uh, uh, pardoning power of the president is absolute. The court can't go back in and reexamine or pardon because they don't have any jurisdiction over it. So I just... uh, Now, are you in uh, favor
0: of the notion of the president being above the law?
8: Yes, I am, because he has— So this, you're not a uh,
0: law-and-order-style Republican?
8: Well, no, I, no, I'm I'm a, a color person, but uh, I'm not a—so uh, I'm a conservative when it comes to the, to the laws and the sports of the Constitution, and our officers, our, our chief magistrate that we all elect. We inaugurate him to take care of our business. He has to go on negotiations on some secret stuff to get his point across and make threats and uh cut deals with different countries because he has that he has jurisdiction over that and that's what his job entails so i've been listening uh, to some of the impeachment hearings and i think it's a big clown show there's nothing there for him to be impeached on and it just makes me think more and more that there's some other thing going on underneath this situation but I yeah. can't prove that. A anyway, wa-
1: I feel a wag the dog situation is among us. I'm not sure what it is. Now, what does uh, that mean? Both That's wag- not
0: a term I'm familiar with.
1: Wag the dog, so you, so you, you nobody pays attention to what the tail is doing. Okay. And, well, and,
8: you know, I, 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 I looked for the first time. You know, I haven't had a TV in ten years, but I got you. a chance. I was over at my friend's house, and I glimpsed some of the characters that are, are actors that are on the stage in this impeachment. And they look like they got one fit on a gra- in the grave and one on the banana field. All of them are. Well, Democrats eyes.
0: have wanted to impeach Trump basically since the day after the election in 2016. I mean, they they first did cradle. their little crying thing to try to get the election <laughs> overturned. Then they tried to appeal to the electors to try to get them to actually vote for Hillary and then when uh, both of those things fell, they, they immediately began talking about impeachment. So they've just been looking for an excuse since Trump well, took know, office.
8: Hate, hate is suicidal. I believe that to, to, to my heart. You know you become what you hate because I'm seeing it all around myself. Everybody hates me now because I, I, I'm telling them that the impeachment is, nothing, is really nothing. And they don't have a candidate. The thing they need to work on is trying to get a candidate together. And, uh, not adhere to Joe Biden because he was on stage having a damn seizure the last debate. So, you know, people, uh, you know, I don't, you know what I think it is? I think it is the iPhone that's running people's lives because I protest over at our state house and I've been looking at the kids that are coming through there. The, uh, the young kids come from all over the state to tour the state house, right? And there are some of the most sorrowful looking kids. With their head all bowed down, like they've been looking at an iPhone all night, it, eyes as red as beets. It look like a bunch of zombies coming through there. Well, they're probably anyway, college
0: students, and
8: well, I, I can attest, attest college
0: as, as okay. Well,
8: high schoolers, but really? they look like zombies. And uh, they well, and, uh, either way, you know, getting that,
0: up that early, um, especially when you're in high school and you've got friends and you want to hang out and things like that. I mean, it's going to cause some yeah, red eye. Plus, I they're probably high
8: are laying in their bed and watch the iPhone all night and wait because that's what they're doing. I mean I, I can't believe it. You know how people think our legislatures, how they can pass the laws they pass, not taking into consideration the iPhone and the pervasive, pervasiveness of pornography that it has on our kids. A 12-year-old hold kid- on, watches, Hold on, hold
0: Let, on. Let's discuss this. What's well, What's the problem with pornography?
1: Entertainment is addictive. Any
8: for form a 12 of year old what? for a 12 year old I have absolutely no issue with flips. a
0: 12 year old watching pornography what is the problem with that 75
8: flips a, a week I'm, watching pornography I don't care if they and watch 75
0: it, a day I mean what what then, does it matter
8: uh, what it doesn't matter anything it just matters that they are they need to craft the laws for the situation that's going to arise out of that where you what situation have over seventy oh over 79% of men between 14 and 25 are hooked on pornography, 75%. The so, only issue now, I know, see with
0: pornography is that it doesn't mm-hmm. actually teach men how to have sex.
8: Oh, all it, the right. all the different voyeurism that comes into effect and all the hard feelings. I don't see any most of that as is an issue. What What's the issue with voyeurism? Is because most of these, it's primal. Most of these legislatures are all white men, right? They watch porn. See, their women being done got, got over by white by black men, and that sticks in their consciousness. They're mad about that. These men yeah, are so don't the, let them legislate anything in regards then, to they, sexual and, pornography, and they, right? Hey, and then they can't do nothing. Well, I mean, it's good. hard when you try to do something, and you can't do nothing. Well, they I mean, shouldn't be allowed to
0: do anything. Why,
8: but, why you know I mean, should they, they be? As far as, as, as getting to bed and do something, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know what do you nothing, mean. And you're going to, well, they can't have sex. Who can't so have every, sex? Every commercial you see on the radio, like is the pasty the old white
1: dudes get, that are politicians,
8: yeah, French, okay. French whatever they got. But the thing about that is, they're making all these laws, and when the comment they truly come into effect, they'll be in a nursing home or dead by that time. So it must just be a death wish. So, so don't I, let I them make
0: the laws, right? Because the laws aren't going to apply to them in the first place, them. right? Well, yeah, so think, let's not have any laws about pornography protecting. or sex, right?
8: I don't want the laws, but they're protecting – they think they are protecting their uh, kids when they persecute the color kids and uh, put them in situations Right, Larry, where Larry where they let have, me keep you on point to to here prison. because
0: I'm confused about the point you're trying to make. Uh, do well, you or do I'm you – yeah, Larry, chill. Hey. Larry, chill. Do you or do you yes. not want pornography regulated and restricted by the states?
8: No problem because it's free, it's free expression.
0: Even for 12 year olds to view it?
8: They can watch it if they're, they're, there's nothing we can do about it at this point.
0: Okay. See, I, I thought for some but, reason uh, you were taking okay. the opposite.
8: I, I thought it was too. But what I'm trying to say, we just need to, when we have our laws and regulations uh, uh, legislated, we need to take that circumstance in consideration. That's all I'm saying. And see,
1: he, here's right, real, Larry, Thank you for the call. The real side effect I see of uh, porn. Um, I have some close friends that are only interested in girls that literally look like porn stars. They're they're well, one guy's like 36 and the other guy's 20 something, and they're, they're good friends of mine. And, you know, they're like they date they date skanks. You know, in m- my opinion, and I have no objection or problem with skanks but you know these girls just you know they look like they just you know came from the strip club uh you just got off work and and, and, and that's the kind of girl they like and then like like but like don't don't marry a
0: such a person
1: but like the one guy um there's a girl that's very interested in him but her butt's too big and her you know breasts are too small and she's actually like a libertarian anarchist girl has a great attitude and I'm like what's wrong with you dude And he shows up with a girl who's got, like, you know, fake Ds and, you know, a double zero waist. (laughs) That's all he's going to date.
0: I mean, people have preferences, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm saying that's okay, but it's a side effect if he's been watching porn since he was, you know, 14 years old.
0: More on this cinema. This is free talk live talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll free number is eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And with you tonight, it's Aria
1: and Jay.
0: And so the Edge Wallet is the mobile wallet that I use now that I've gotten uh, fully off of Coinami. It It's great. It's user controlled, just like Coinami. So you always control your money, but it's got a sleeker, faster, and better user interface. So It's available for both iOS and Android. With a tagline of secure your freedom. It's been in development since 2014. You can learn more about it at edge.app. It can buy cryptocurrency. Of course, I would recommend you use like local.bitcoin.com or localbitcoins.com or even localethereum.com.
1: Have you bought uh, cryptocurrency through Edge? I have not. Okay. I was just wondering what that, I mean, if you need like know your customer or how that works.
0: I think it supports four or five different exchanges. Oh, okay. So, I think you could probably get higher rates for ones that don't have KYC.
1: So it probably just redirects you to an exchange. You don't actually buy it through the wallet. I don't know. Never having done it. Okay.
0: But it's available for those people who want to get into cryptocurrency and have no other way of doing so. Uh, Stay away from Coinbase for sure, because uh, Coinbase is the devil trying to build their little syndicate to regulate crypto alongside Ripple. And this is from someone who actually uses Coinbase, And today I tried to make a withdrawal from them. And they were like, no, this is, we're going to hold this for 72 hours. Don't worry, your funds are secure, but we want to make sure this is authorized. And there was no option for me to say, oh, yes, this was me. Please give me my freaking Bitcoin. No. They're like, well, if no one can test this within the next 72 hours, we'll do it.
1: So when uh, Bitcoin made a big run. And that's what, Well, hold on, because that's
0: the kind of thing that happens when you don't control your private keys and edge lets you do that check it out at edge.app again that's edge.app
1: so in what's uh december 2018 bitcoin made that big run you know just touched 20 grand uh as it was going up there uh, a friend of mine had um you know wanted to uh convert some bitcoin into uh silver and he because he you know when he sees a run on it he plays so he tries to move a whole bunch of bitcoin that he had or tens of thousands of dollars worth off of um, Coinbase and Coinbase wouldn't even let him like move that Bitcoin back to his private wallet. Cause you know, like Roberts and Roberts brokerage is like, you know, you can just use cryptocurrency to buy um, uh, precious metals off of him. And that was what he was going to do. And it's actually a pretty convenient thing to do. Yeah. And it's, it's simple. It's easy. Uh, but just Coinbase would not uh, put like a, gave him like a $2000 a day limit as bitcoin's going from like uh, what went yeah. from like 10 grand to like 18 in what a week or something crazy. See, you've got to get
0: those limits addressed before you need to address them. Like well, I have a I think $250,000 a day withdrawal limit from Coinbase because no, I don't need to withdraw that much, but if the time comes that I ever need to, I'm not going to want to wait 72 hours or 48 hours or whatever, or be limited to $2,500 a day while they get their crap in order.
1: And, and the thing is, it was because, you know, th- this is why I like the idea of um, like every... Coinbase
0: is definitely the devil,
1: though. Oh, absolutely. They're, they play ball with... They probably have a you know, whole office for the FBI right in their head. Yeah. I mean, for the IRS right in their headquarters. They're, they're just, you know, they're just one in the same. They, 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 they play ball with government. They are not agorists. At all, and this Not is why all. I really like trying to support agorists like uh local bitcoin. Was it local dot
0: Local.bitcoin.com, yeah. Roger Ver and Bitcoin Cash,
1: like, like Roger Ver is an agorist, you yeah. know. I like what he, he does and how he set that up. And like, I can oh,
0: local.bitcoin.com is freaking amazing.
1: I, I kind of like score like a an I I, I work, I want to build like an agorist rating. For I want to have like I, I want to come up with something and I'm probably going to have to like get someone to do it and or help with it. But where like everybody has like an agorist score. This would be actually really good to like build into the um, uh, liberty.menu platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get on liberty.menu and then have like an agorist score, because there are people who like here in New Hampshire that are, are porks or freedom minded or free staters. But you, you can't go work for them unless like. You give a social security number and do like the ten ninety nine and stuff, which I find is ridiculous because you know I'm one of those guys. I don't have a social security number. I do a lot of freelance work, and there are some porcupines who, which are known as a free stater here in New Hampshire, like oh, Jay. I'm sorry, I can't hire you because I want you to you know jump through all these government hoops and do all this taxation stuff. And then well, I'm there... not
0: going to necessarily uh, get on them about that because sometimes it's helpful to play with the state if you're using the state's rules against the state if that, that makes
1: sense that lowers your agorist rating now he's not using he's not challenged this guy is not challenging the state he 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 has no interest in challenging the state and uh, when it comes to like oh so he's too invested payroll. in the current system well he's yeah. kind of tied down by it you know and and like he's not like 100% owner of this company or this business so he's got other players involved but then you they, but yeah then on, on the other hand i go work for like a major corporation that is paving state roads and you know I'm welding on their paver and they're like yeah we'll just send you a check we don't even care and you know it takes 30 days to get paid but they send me a check and it's fine they don't ask me about any w9 or any tax stuff or any of that but so they're like aggress rating in that particular you know environment would be a little higher than you know the aforementioned guy so yeah coinbase does suck and um what's well, so cool here in New Hampshire because we have like great activism for example the the law that i believe Keith Amon introduced for our our bitcoin money exchanger kind of legislation that got passed a couple of years ago
0: oh yeah that prohibits the state of new hampshire from regulating cryptocurrency or yes. it pro- prohibits the financial system within new hampshire from regulating cryptocurrency right it
1: basically exempts cryptocurrency transactions from money transmitter transactions so guess what we have all over new hampshire everywhere there's bitcoin vending machines yes there are. D- they're in <laughs> manchester they're in a little town of 4200 people henneker new hampshire has a uh, a crypto vending machine a two-way machine at all one market there's a couple in concord there's oh there's got to be at least there's at least three i want to put one I in I winchester
0: of. because i'm on pretty good terms with the guy who Perfect. owns the convenience store right there on main street yep i want to put one there
1: you know where it would be a really good place is Chaz. At the very south end of Winchester, right before you go into Massachusetts at Route Ten, that that place there—if you could go talk to those folks—they get a lot of Massachusetts traffic in there. Uh, but they, um, the we can buy crypto anonymously just with cash at some uh, not at crypto- this
0: ridiculous machine here at Corner News. I don't think we even know who owns that machine, but it requires you to like submit your driver's license and crap like that yep. to
1: buy crypto
5: from.
0: It's There's- like, okay, no, I'm just going. A quarter of a mile here to Thirsty Owl, and I'm just going to yep. insert some cash and get my crypto.
1: Same thing in Manchester. So there's there's um, Murphy's Tap Room. It, it doesn't matter. You just go in there and you buy whatever you want. Uh, Area 23 in Co- Concord. Uh, you don't, they don't ask you for anything. But, Which
0: is fitting because they're vending machines. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean... You don't need your ID to buy a Coca-Cola at the vending machine. Or to buy uh, scratch tickets out of a vending machine. Can you... Buy scratch tickets. Oh, there's vending. There's okay. scratch ticket vending machines at, at the rest areas here in New Hampshire. Uh, I
0: avoid scratch tickets like the plague well, because sure, they kind of are the plague.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people gotten broke over scratch tickets.
0: It always makes me sad to like go into a gas station to get cigarettes and be behind some like 65 year old guy who's shaking with cerebral palsy or whatever and he's buying a scratch ticket. I'm like, man. That 10 bucks could be put to such better use. And, of course, I'm going in there to buy cigarettes that are going to kill me, but at least I know I'm not getting anything of that.
1: And when people are buying scratch tickets, I always try to get them to uh, spend some money on Bitcoin and hold it.
0: Uh, that's a better solution, for sure. Or buy Bitcoin and spend it. 855-450-3733. This is free This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jay.
0: And the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe. And instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app, and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allow anyone to buy or to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org. That's divi org. Now, let's finally get into this article about the the apparent fall of Anarcho Polka. Do you have that pulled up in front of you?
1: I do, and I don't know if i call it the apparent fall, but it, it, it could be a slippery slope. Uh, so, this uh, Kenny's Kitchen, who's a uh, Steemit guy, it's Uh, steampeak.com. uh and uh, after uh, I met Kenny about six years ago in Colorado, he's... Uh, He's a vegan anarchist. Uh he's um pretty smart dude. He you know does a lot of writing. He's really big into steam. Uh and uh we road trip together from Denver to down to Jackalope Freedom Festival. I got to know him pretty well. He's a, he's a good guy. He uh he's really good caterer. He like caters at festivals. He makes amazing foods from either foraging stuff in the woods or Literally dumpster diving, <laughs> you know. He, I, I went dumpster diving with this guy in Colorado, and cool. like you wouldn't believe the great food that gets just tossed out. And anyways, uh, so he's been going Anarquico for five years. So I'll get into the ar- article. Since 2015, I've made an annual trip down to Mexico for the Anarquico conference. Sometimes staying in the area for many months, I've met some of my best friends at or around the conference. Had great opportunities to grow as a speaker and generally had a good time. I've brought many of my friends down there for the event, sometimes paying for their plane ticket and other times getting friends set up as musical acts such as Elias Clay and Transverse. And to digress a little bit, Elias Clay, A-L-A-I-S-C-L-A-Y. If you like hip-hop music, uh, like kind of dancey, this girl has a hardcore anarchist freedom, liberty message. Uh, She is... Really powerful. She has like a lot of native influence. I believe she's actually originally from Argentina. Um, back to the article. Needless to say, this event has been a huge part of my life since for the last five years. Last year, things were very different for a number of reasons, and I don't think I can justify. For a number of reasons, and I don't, and I don't think I can justify being a part of the event anymore. I already had a handful of reservations about the conference and managed to rationalize my way out of them because of things I just mentioned. Things went from being a little screwy here and there with concerns of my own and secondhand stories in full-blown, completely obvious violations of morality, sovereignty, and a manifesto of the event itself.
0: So he's got an issue with uh, underlying trends that he sees in Anarchapulco that lead them to violate... Uh, his moral code, his sovereignty, and the actual manifesto of the event. Well, that's pretty damning.
1: It, it is, and you see this with a lot of when when there like Ernie Hancock always says when there becomes an organization, there shortly after it becomes an organization, the or the, the organization surviving becomes more uh, important than the actual mission of the actual organization. Uh, that he's and Ernie, you know, he, he's you know old, old enough to be my father, and he's been at this stuff since he's been a teenager. The libertarian movement, and usually, he'll say the Coctopus. It gives that particular organization a Coctopus infection, you know, as in the Koch brothers hijacking these you know libertarian movements and kind of you know making them so like the radical libertarians, the people who actually get up off the couch and do something, aren't involved, and you get all these. You know, they just didn't want Koch brothers' freedom, you know, freedom for those guys. Not really everybody else is, you know, kind of his spiel on it.
0: That's a pretty common trend among just libertarians in general. It's a a lot of them have confused it as being liberty for me, but not for thee. Yes. You know, and the, the Koch brothers' brand of libertarianism appeals to that.
1: Oh, very much so. So it, back And the, it encourages
0: oh. them to become more like the uh, Free State Project Incorporated, in fact, and to sort of play ball with the state or the Libertarian Party, playing well, the, ball with the state apparatus.
1: When, I, when Carla Garrick announced at uh, the 2014 Liberty Forum, I believe it was in Nashua, that the Free State Project was you know, applied for 501c3 status with the IRS— I was the lonesome boo in the room.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm like, D- no.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Free State is kind of an oxymoron anyway, but uh, Free State Project Incorporated as a 501, 501c. Yeah, 501c3, they call it. Yeah. Of the state is an oxymoron within an oxymoron.
1: Right, right. And and then shortly after that's when, you know, the the, the schism started. The oh well, you know, we don't want you here cuz, you know, um your friend released a video of Edward Snowden. You know, it was the, it was the next year they were like, yeah, we you yeah, we don't want you here. You know, they when they you know, did the stuff with Ian when and When they went corporate, yeah. Well, and then they got the Koch Brothers money and then I remember going to Pork Fest one year and the, it said Coke Industries And it was a piece of, it was a thing of chapstick. That was
0: last year or the year before. A
1: couple years ago, it was this chapstick and you read the ingredients in a chapstick and it's all this like nasty stuff that causes you cancer. I'm like, and you know, and you know, the, the festival, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, there's, you know, earthy, crunchy, hippie mamas that have been making, you know, butters and soaps and, uh, you know, like body butters and soaps and salves and like, you know, Body products because they want to make them out of natural things because everything you buy's got like you know all these nasty ingredients in it and here here they are giving free like poison chapstick as my wife referred to it she's like I can't believe they're giving out. Oh, she went and raised a fit with some with the uh, organizers and they're like she's like just Google the ingredients you know obviously don't they don't want you to be healthy if they're gonna give you this crap it was it was upsetting to a to a lot of people there because I doubt you know, the
0: Koch brothers intended that. I thought they just, they probably just intended to find something that they thought would be useful to people right. and slap their name on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and cheap, now, what, I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, what ForkFest did was much smarter by providing people with little fork-spoon things. Oh,
1: yeah, those things are cool. They were like made those. out of hard
0: plastic, and those were emblazoned with the ForkFest. Yep. Uh, and I think the ForkFest website, I don't recall now, but um—I certainly better than ChapStick.
1: Year. Oh, yeah, well, and the... The crap chapstick. I mean, if you know, you know, buy chapstick from somebody like uh, you know Herschel Nunez, who makes chap chapstick and soap. He soap. He's a state representative. He's an anarchist. He's a libertarian. You know, did I even think about doing that? No. <laughs> but you know, that chapstick how much of an anarchist is he?
0: If he's a state
1: rep, he's one of the state reps that cons- considers himself an anarchist. How much is of an? I can't tell you how much of an anarchist he is. Uh, I'd rather he tell you. Uh, um, I would love for him
0: to tell me because that sounds like a a priest who is an atheist or who calls himself an atheist while preaching the religion of Christianity to the masses.
1: So several years ago— Like, I've
0: run for public office, sure, but I would not ever actually win, first of all. And even if I did, I wouldn't accept the position. And even if
1: I was— Why do you think you wouldn't win? I think you could win in New Hampshire.
0: I have no desire to win. Well, I mean, I don't want to win. I think the point isn't a, to win.
1: I think if you put a little effort into it, you could win. I don't want the, to, though. There are people that are would be far less, are uh, far worse state representatives than yourself that win all the time on the Libertarian and on the Democrat and on the, you know. Uh, well, see, I couldn't side.
0: be a state rep because the only person I could ever represent is me, and I wouldn't even. Why did these people at that?
1: That sounds like a great campaign speech. <laughs>
0: Stop being a bad influence on me, Jay. (laughs) I
1: (laughs) I support you to run for state rep.
0: 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Or you can call in using the Discord call-in lines, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com. If you want clearer qualities, sound like you're sitting in the studio. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And Jay.
0: I want to say thank you to John Ray, who is tonight's amplifier. Now, an amplifier is someone who is part of the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And people who donate to it, uh, the money is used specifically to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, then you might consider joining the AMP program. It comes with a number of cool little perks like the AMP-only Facebook group, the AMP-only Discord chat room, and the AMP-only call line. But really, the reason to do it would be to help spread um, the messages of Free Talk Live So, John Ray, thank you so much. And all we ask is for five bucks a month to be part of that. So, John Ray, thank you. We appreciate it. And we hope you continue enjoying the show.
1: And so uh, back to Kenny's kitchen here. Well, Um, before we get into that,
0: let's go ahead and get uh, this guy out of the way. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: (laughs) Get this guy out of the way.
0: And you say I'm the one who giggles like a girl
9: listen to you you're a you're a host on a national talk show and the first thing you do is you start trying to fight with people the second you answer the phone good job james <laughs> thank you yeah
1: so what's going so, on david uh
9: I, well what i what i told the call screener was uh Cantwell, political prisoner and political prisoner is the phraseology that uh that uh, James used last night, and so what? Uh, what makes Cantwell a political prisoner, James? Who the hell is James? I thought you were. I thought James said that you were James. He'd done some. Uh, I would says, not get.
0: I would not get information from James if if hey man, I was out there. I'm just, I'm just there.
9: listening. I'm just listening to Free Talk Live, man. That's where I get my information. You don't have any good information to give.
0: James doesn't. So you anyway, had a question so, for so, Aria then? So
9: Aria, that's fine. We can default to Aria. Aria, why, what makes Cantwell a political prisoner?
0: That's a complicated question. Well, uh, by definition, he has done no harm to anyone. He has said a thing that the state didn't like and that the state has said it is illegal. I think that almost by definition makes him a political prisoner.
1: But the problem is okay. with Cantwell is it's like... He's been begging for this for a long time. He's just hes just such an, his character is such an a-hole. And do you know every everything, I hung out with Cantwell um, on and off over the years, and he's been nothing but a polite gentleman to, in person with me. He's never gotten like rude with, I mean, he's been fine. The, the most angry I ever saw him live is when he lost his soapbox idol competition to uh, MK Lord's. Uh, that was that seemed to be car- kind of like where he started going downhill that might have been his last pork fest too I know he got like uh banned from pork fest over what? didn't something. he get
0: banned for like trying to run someone over or pulling a gun on someone or something like that
1: I never heard anything like ah you know i the only gun in incident- it was
0: something aggressive. Categorically aggressive
3: that he, he did.
1: He was talking about sh- when it's okay to shoot a cop or something. I don't know.
3: He did have an article about that Um, when to shoot a cop or something like that. Right. Uh, or maybe that was Larkin Rose, but Campbell had something similar. Uh, but he got banned from Porkfest, I think, because
1: he drove drunk. But okay. he didn't threaten anybody. Okay. Oh, he drove around to campground drunk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's
0: like half of the Porcupine Freedom Festival.
1: I've very few people are like actually driving around but like walking around strolling around me i i tell you what's interesting there's a lot of at at pork fest that um uh and and they're they're pretty good about it is these unicycle electric one wheel things um you you know what i'm talking about like the guys stand on them and you lean forward and it just drives you around it's like a or electric skateboard yeah kind of like yeah Yeah, the Segway and then you got the one wheels um I haven't heard of any drunk wrecks yet, but I'd be more concerned about drunk people riding, you know, one wheels and driving a car because you see the car coming. These one wheel things, the guy goes zipping by you, <laughs> you know, when you're walking around yeah. at the middle of the okay. night. They're they're a little scary.
9: OK, so, that, so that's Cantwell at Porkfest. So back to Cantwell political prisoner. And uh, f- forgive me if I was uh, better. I wouldn't have to ask you to repeat. So back to the elements. Cantwell. He got arrested for—define what makes him a political prisoner again, because I kind of lost that in the beginning. he did that. He
0: said a thing that that the state says is illegal for him to say, and they arrested him over it.
1: Yeah, he didn't hurt anybody. There's no victim.
0: Despite the fact that people make those sorts of, quote, threats all day, every day on the Internet. You can't play Call of Duty without someone threatening to rape your wife. But those people aren't getting arrested by the FBI. No, it's because of his politics. That they targeted him okay. for making exactly the same threat that people make every single day on the internet.
9: Okay, got it. Now, now let me make Arya laugh. So let's compare that to David Olson and KUNM radio station. <laughs> so they want to put me in prison for four years. They're criminally prosecuting me now. Really? So we're paralleling Cantwell so far. Yeah, and uh, and I and and David Olson Lobo on Google will get you. The University of New Mexico Lobo Crime Blotter, the article that they wrote up in their paper. So I wish I could say I was surprised will,
0: that you sit around Googling yourself, but I'm not.
9: Are, are you, you keep going off on these tangents. If you're involved in a law case and you're being criminally prosecuted and they want to put you in prison for four years on four different charges, um, wh- why would a person not Google the, the, the article, the newspaper article? Printed in the University of New Mexico newspaper that contains their allegations and and stuff like that. Why would somebody not Google that?
1: I mean, you Why should go- that- you should Google yourself uh, often. I think, and if you're like you're going to apply for a job somewhere, uh, probably the first thing you're going to do is Google your name. So maybe you should Google your name and yeah. see what the jo- you know see stuff. what's going to show up. So sell David, that, what are the four that charges
0: be- that you're facing? Can you enumerate they
9: them? Charge me- yeah. There're two, two of there are two counts of uh, New Mexico 30-20-12 which is using the telephone to uh, harass, threaten, annoy and a couple other words. Okay. And then there's then there is a stalking and there is a old-fashioned harassment. So there's four of them altogether. Okay. And you and feel
0: like you're not so, guilty?
9: Well, I know I'm not guilty and what I'm what I want to do is compare since Because from what I've heard, uh, you
0: do sound like you're stalking these people and probably harassing them based on how you obsess over them.
9: So then is is Cantwell stalking and harassing when he threatens to rape a man's wife in front
1: of her children?
0: I would say he was harassing, but that's not what he's been charged with.
1: Now, he didn't say rape. He said the F word, right? Yeah. Okay. But see... (laughs) A lot of consensual. people have been
0: trying to make some sort of distinction and somehow even though no one even considered whether or not the woman consented to this somehow it could be consensual. No, disregarding a woman's consent is rape. Sorry. Right. That's rape. So yeah, he was threatening to rape the woman because oh, he was okay. like he was never like, "Oh, by the way, if your wife it. So no, her consent was irrelevant to the right. threat."
1: So so his demeanor was was of a rape demeanor. Certainly. Then okay, all right.
0: But still, um that's not what he's being charged with. He's being charged with making threats across state lines or mm. something along those right. no,
9: no, no, no. He's not making a threat to cross a state line. They're saying that he used an uh, interstate form of communication. Oh, right. That is literally what I just
0: said, making a threat across okay. state oh, lines.
9: Oh, oh, okay. You but you thank you for right. the I pointless correction. To, yeah, <laughs> Thank and thank you for the... Um, Let's see. Think of an appropriate word. Thank you for the sarcasm, facetiousness. So that's I'm what he's being very... charged
0: with. And the reason that his is BS is because <laughs> there's no validity. There's no real chance that the threat is going to be carried out.
1: But anybody else... Would would have an easier time beating us than Cantwell because Cantwell has just yeah. got. I mean, like the people who say that crap
0: in Call of Duty and World of World of Warcraft, they're breaking exactly the same law as Cantwell.
1: I mean, he could go to, in front of a jury and a, and a jury could just you know everybody just oh think this guy's a total a hole and you know not want to you know let him go. I I mean he's yeah. got he's got himself in a sticky situation.
9: Right. Okay, so, so, back to, so back to what he did. I agree he's a political prisoner, and, and based on his previous uh, life experiences, let's say, uh, give him some sort of notoriety, uh, which puts him in a sticky situation, and uh, the feds arrest him on something that uh, thousands of other people, without that notoriety, do every day and don't get arrested, and therefore that makes it a political prisoner kind, kind of thing. I agree, I agree with all that. So using that that uh, case where you have Cantwell— David, he, spit it
0: out, man. you got you got 15 seconds.
9: Okay. so uh, then Yeah, if, well, if you're you, not going
0: to make it anyway. This has been Free Talk Live. Head on over to freetalklive.com to check out these show archives going back more than 10 years. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll be back same time tomorrow.